once again, happy Sabbath. Everybody all right? Amen. Everybody is going to be fine. It's wonderful. We have all the heat going that way. <laughs> right? So you can't say, oh, Pastor Shaw got all the heat on him. No, we have none. It's, it's hot up here already. <laughs> so when we want to look at something today, the Lord shared with us to share today. He said, beware of the seduction. I said, Lord, that's kind of an interesting topic. That's a, it's something that's going to going to make us look again at what's going on around us. He said, yes, why I gave it to you. He said, beware of the seduction. Now, you know uh, uh, that we are being seduced. Amen? Amen? The world and its king is seducing us every moment of our lives, especially when we take our minds off of God. It has this power to pull us in a direction that we should not go, but we will go if we don't resist what we talked about this morning with the, 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 the weapons of, of the Spirit. So let's go, we go to the book of Mark, chapter 13. Book of Mark, chapter 13, and we want to see what Christ said about the times that we're living in. And he, he warned us, and he said, it's going to come this way. And God never lets us go blindly into any situation. He always shares with us what the plan of the enemy is. And so if we know the plan and we know the solution, we ought to be okay. So let's go to book of Mark chapter 13, if you would. And we'll begin at verse 21. Mark 13, 21. It says, And then, if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, or lo, he is there, believe him not. For false Christ and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to do what? To seduce. to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. He said, this thing is so powerful, this program is so powerful that if it was possible, those who God has chosen to be as elect would be seduced as well. Don't let your faith, uh, understand this. What seduction is, it's simply moving you away from where you should be, okay? So everything this false Christ and these false doctrines and these, these false positions people are taking is designed to move you from where God would have you to be into a place where you'll be lost. And, he's, and when he talks about, lo, here is Christ. Now, that's not just, he was not just talking about physical geography, that, you know, you'll see a hologram or something and they say, oh, I'm Christ. It's more than that. It is positions and doctrine people take that are false. He said, no, this is the way of Christ, or this is the way of Christ, or this is the way of Christ. He said, look, don't believe them. There's only one gospel. Amen? And do you know when the first time a human being heard the gospel? It was Adam. Adam heard the gospel of Christ. And we've been hearing the same gospel since Adam. Since the fall of Adam, it's been the same message, the good news of who's coming. Christ is coming and the plan of salvation. See, see, that gospel has been preached these thousands upon thousands of years. And now we're at the, 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 the end of this thing. And we should understand that the devil is trying to get us away from this original gospel. They call it primitive Christianity. It's when, when, when it used to be just thus saith the Lord instead of thus saying 15 other people, and thus saying, I feel like, or thus saying, well, this, they must be right because they got a million people in their denomination. It, it is, we need to get back 
to what God asked us to get back to, which is the only thing that's going to hold us in these last days. And he said, don't believe these false Christ because they are, they're going to show you signs and wonders too. So if your religion is based on signs and wonders only, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to be seduced. He said, don't let your faith be tied solely to signs and wonders. Let signs and wonders be the icing on the cake. It's not the cake. Because God, he do, does God do wonders? Amen. He's done a lot of wonders. He's given us signs too, hasn't he? But, but he said, it's my, my, my relationship with you is not tied into signs and wonders. Neither, be, neither let your relationship with me be tied in emotion. Because if we are on to satisfy the five senses, and that's going to be our basis on, on how we believe, we are in trouble. We will be seduced because the devil is a master of those emotions. So if you're looking for signs and wonders, and if you don't see any signs and wonders, you move on. You're going to be moving a lot, and you're going to be seduced. Amen? Amen. See, these signs and wonders can be a counterfeit. And we're living in the days where the counterfeit looks so much like the real. And, and you know what? Let me take that back. It doesn't really look like the real. It's just we don't know what the real is. That's like somebody coming up to you and say, man, have you tasted uh, this? And, you know, because that's all you've ever had is a chicken nugget. And, man, it's the best chicken nugget on earth. And, and, and you, and you oh, no, this is a great chicken nugget. As if that was real food. And the people who used to eat real food to tell you, man, this is nasty. But because you're only eating this, you think it's the best thing going. It's like getting real fruit and getting fruit from the grocery store. Anybody ever had real fruit before? I mean, stuff come off your backyard tree. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, you bite into it and it runs down your face. You get all nasty. I mean, a real piece of fruit. I was so disappointed this week. See, you, you're hit and miss now. You might get a good orange. You might. Now, it's a hit and miss proposition. Man, I was ready. Well, I'll get this good orange because last week they fooled me. They got a good orange. Man, got fit in this arm. I'm like, this is just a waste of life. <laughs> I said, maybe it's got some fiber in it. I'll finish it. Uh, but that's the counterfeit of what the real thing is. Now, these signs and wonders of the devil are counterfeit. But if you know what the real thing is, if you have tasted and seen how wonderful God really is, that counterfeit will look like a counterfeit. But until we get real serious with God, that counterfeit is going to seduce us. Go to Exodus, if you would. They had a counterfeit here. See, God does signs and wonders, and the devil does signs and wonders as well, but, but God has a purpose with his signs and wonders. And it's never to glorify man. It's always to glorify him. And so, but there was a counterfeit back in Exodus chapter 7 that we need to be familiar with. And the devil can only imitate. Remember that. He is never an originator. He is an imitator, and he's a perverter of the original. But let's look at Exodus chapter 7, because we want to make sure we don't get caught in seduction. We don't let whatever this world is or what it gives us take us away from where we're supposed to be. Exodus chapter 7, let's read, begin at verse 8. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, Show a miracle 
for you. Now, isn't that a, a typical Egyptian position? Don't all Egyptians want to see a miracle? They want to see something. Show me something, right? So he said, when Pharaoh does this, because God knew that was going to happen, he said, when he, when, when he says, show you a miracle, then thou shalt say unto Aaron, take thy rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent. Now that would be called a wonder, right? Or a sign, okay? Verse 10 says, and Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh, and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Okay, everything was fine, right? So, verse 11, Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, now the magicians of Egypt. They also did in like manner with their enchantments. So look, we got two what? We got two wonders going on. We got two examples going on. And, and if you don't know the Lord, you'll be confused. Well, let's just finish with verse 12, and I'll show you what God does with his. For they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod did what? <laughs> no, just in case you were going to be confused about who was the baddest in the room, it was God's people, all right? But God used this example. He said, I know the Egyptians go for signs and wonders. I'm going to show them I'm more powerful than their signs and their wonders. Amen? So, but you got to watch out for the counterfeit. That counterfeit, that thing that, 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 that might look a little like the real thing, it will seduce you. We have to be prepared for the counterfeit. See, we don't want this thing to draw us away. Don't let these shiny, glistening things draw you away from what God would have you to be or to separate us from him. If you would, go to 2 Timothy. Because we're living in this particular time that the counterfeit is strong. It is, it, is, it, is, it is getting to the point where we don't even want the real anymore. You know, when you were growing up, you guys remember growing up when you went to McDonald's maybe once a month? Oh, man, I'm talking about if you went to Burger King. Oh, you went to Burger King, you were in heaven. And the only time we get to go to Burger King is if Grandmama was in town. <laughs> Why? Because you ate what you had at home. Now, that, and that counterfeit was Burger King. <laughs> now, the hamburger you had at the house was real. <laughs> okay? You know, the, 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 big, the grilled burger that, that, you know, you remember those, don't you? That was the real. But we've been under the spell so long now that the Burger King, man, we couldn't wait to get there. A little bit of old janky burger. Hmm. Oh, we Burger King? No. Ooh, this good. Yeah. Why? We've been seduced. We were seduced in believing that fast food was really food. And we were mad because we couldn't get to go. We had to stay home and eat. <laughs> I got to stay. I eat some greens and crowded peas. And I don't want to. Can we go out? <laughs> See, now, that was 40 years ago. Today, it's the exact opposite. The whole world is wondering after this beast. It has been seduced in believing that anything you buy in a fast food restaurant is it of any value at all. Even the ice is bad. <laughs> that wasn't too harsh, was it? 
And when you have the opportunity, if you have a family that's, that's designed uh, that you can come home and eat, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that wonderful? Some people can't. Some people just, hey, I'm on the go. I got to drop by. I got to stop by here. I got to eat this. So let's not be seduced as we, and we've been seduced with the, with the commercials and stuff. Well, these last days, everything is like that. Everything that we've been told or drawn to, uh, to, to like or to respect is a counterfeit. He said in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, we're living in this day, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 13 says, but evil men, and what? Seducers shall wax worse and worse. And what's the purpose of this seduction? Not only to separate you, but to deceive you. Now, these people are also deceived. They are deceiving and deceived. Okay? So what we can't be victimized by them. We have to stay close to the real deal so we can always spot the counterfeit. Because remember, when, when, they, when they teach you how to, spout, how to spot counterfeit money, they don't show you one counterfeit bill. They only show you the real. And you study the real. And anything that ain't real is, you, you can pop it just like that. So, you know, I have people out there, they try to pass off something to you that you know is not real. Only because you had the real. Right? This is where we have to be in our, in our service to God. We have to be real. And we have to know what the real is. Because there's many counterfeit spirits out here. There are many counterfeit methodologies out here. Just because someone says Jesus don't mean they're walking with him. I used to believe you couldn't say Jesus unless you were with Jesus. Oh, no. That was a counterfeit understanding. The devils will, you, you, people can say Jesus, can't they? Lord, help us. Go to Colossians. There's some tools of seduction. The devil has a few tools. We talked about the tools of our, the weapons of our warfare, where well, he's got some tools. And let's go to Colossians chapter 2. He uses these things to draw you away from God. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2. Now, these might hurt a little bit. Everybody got the shoes on? You got your coats on, I know. <laughs> Steel toe shoes. These might hurt a little bit because we enjoy the tools. Colossians chapter 2, let's read verse 8. He said, Beware lest any man spoil you through what? Philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. You know, we get seduced by what he said. Philosophy. If enough people say something, we believe it. We do. Amen. If a man with a white coat and a stethoscope came in here right now and told you that, you know, the best treatment for cancer is radiate yourself. <laughs> well, a lot of folks say it. I guess that's what we done do. Wouldn't you? Amen. Knowing that's not true. But it's a philosophy. And all your friends go through it, so you don't want to look strange and you ain't really sure about God. You know, God, I know you got a health message. I ain't really sure. That's called a vain philosophy. 
if he says that you need to be going to church on this particular day, or, or, or you, you need to be, 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 be acting like this particular way, then be careful, it's not a vain philosophy. Now, and he talks about the rudiments of this world. He said, be prayerful that you don't go about doing my things the world's way. Because I don't operate that way. But the rudiments of the world teach us that there's a certain method that you need to do this with. We have these conversations with people all the time, and we used to have it more often in the past that, well, Brother Shaw, why can't we do this? If we need money, why can't we do this? I said, because that's not what God would have us to do. Amen. Do you know we could, you know, if we was just wide open, we knew anything we want to do, we'd be like the rest of the churches. We have a big old cathedral. Y'all would be, not, we won't be ashamed bringing people and everything. Y'all be so happy. Uh, it'd be full. And we'd have a big old choir back here. And I had I me a big old chair right here. <laughs> and two more big old chairs. And, and you know, then you, you have, you know, so-and-so come up, he gonna speak today about absolutely nothing. But you know what? That's the rudiments of the world. God said, I have a way that I need you to operate. And we cannot be seduced because we don't have any money. Can we? Is there ever an excuse to go away from the order of God? Go to Proverbs 27. This is something else that seduces us. We can't let the world push us. We can't let, we can't let the pressure make us buckle. Do you know if you do what God says, you won't be under that kind of pressure? Because faith in God will be your protection. And you won't feel that pressure. So everything in our life, don't let the world tell you how to do something. If the world wrote a million books on how to raise your children, who knows how to do it better than all of them? You got children writing books about children. You got single people writing books about marriage. Really? Well, this is what you ought to do. And you would say, man, they must know what they're doing. Why? Because they're published, they're in a magazine, and they, you know, it's sitting right next to the, the Snickers bars at the, count, at the checkout. That's the way of the world. God says, I have a way. I need you to stay with me. Don't be seduced. Don't believe all the things that you're being told. Now, but you will believe them if you don't know the real. And sometimes the real can, can, can irritate you a bit, can't it? If you get irritated by thus saith the Lord, praise the Lord and say, this demon in me is being irritated, irritate him right on out of me. Amen. Is it comfortable? No. no. Will you bite back? Yes. Y'all yeah. bite back at me. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't talk about that. <laughs> well, do it. I won't tell you no more. <laughs> Proverbs 27. Here's some, another tool. There's another tool. He said, in 27th chapter of Proverbs, verse 6, it says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are what? We love that. We love people to praise us, don't we? Oh, you're such a good little boy. It started then, didn't it? Oh, you're just so wonderful. Oh, you broke the lamp. Well, that's just cute. Isn't that cute? And then we grow up needing praise. We want people to stroke us all the time. And you know what the devil will do? 
Oh, he will shine you up. He's stroking you so much. Oh, you know, you, they don't understand. You are the it. You're the, they don't say bomb anymore. You are the whatever it is. You are the greatest thing on earth. And they be, I, I need to be with you because you're smart, Isaiah. I want to walk with you. You're a great person. But we love it. And then all of a sudden, you don't know who just slid up next to you. That devil is so deceived. If, oh, you need praise, you know you're wonderful. And, 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 and I, I, let me introduce you to some more of my friends because we need you with us. Never been there, huh? It happens. It's a tool. But God said, faithful are the wounds of a friend. See, everybody's not your friend that, says, that praises you and tells you you're wonderful. Amen. Everybody's on the take. And the devil makes sure you are introduced to somebody who's going to give you what selfishness wants. I want praise. Here, here's an award. <laughs> and what happens is so subtle. When we get through, we're so far away. We've been seduced so far away from the Lord, we can't even find him now. So that's another two. Are we going to be, are we going to, that flattery, are we going to be very prayerful about that? Yes. Now, it, it, I'm not saying don't, don't encourage. Encourage each other. Amen? Yes. Encourage one another. But, but flatter for flattery's sake is dangerous. What we have to do is make sure we don't get seduced by that. And, and something came up, and I want to share this by God's grace. Because they say Jesus, and because it looks like they're doing something godly, be very prayerful. Be very prayerful about who you let lay hands on you. Now this came up, he, he told me this last night. Don't let everybody lay hands on you. There's a counterfeit out here. Now we know in the Bible we see the laying on the hands and the praying and the, and the anointing. Please be very prayerful. Just because they say Jesus, don't let them lay their hands on you. Do we understand why? Yes. There's some transferring going on. Remember how it, 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 it's in the sanctuary. When, when Aaron was finished praying, he, he, he would put both hands on what? Come on, students of the foundation class. Where would his hands be put upon right before? Uh, the head of who? Of the scapegoat, Right? And then sim symbolically, what happened? The sins of Israel were transferred to this goat. There's something about laying on on the hands and the transferring of things. Now, if someone comes up to you, ooh, we need to pray for you, let's lay hands on you. What happens if that's a demon? You think the transfer don't happen? Be prayerful. When people want to hurry up and embrace you, lay hands on no man suddenly. What happens if I want to come up and lay hands on you? I don't see how they're going to act with this. <laughs> oh, no, Bristol. Uh, I don't run and lay hands on anybody until he tells me to. Guaranteed that. Because guess what? It works both ways. If I'm out here playing and I lay hands on you and you're full of the demons, guess what happened to me? Ask the sons of Sceva what happened. He just said, make sure, especially our young people, don't let everybody do that for you. Y'all sitting in a, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a circle. 
and you're holding hands, conjuring up demons and you don't even know it. Where do you think that stuff comes from? But it feels good, doesn't it? You know, everybody kumbaya and man, we crying, and, and it's beautiful. Please, there's a counterfeit out here, and you can't come back from that counterfeit. It's hard to come back from a counterfeit like that. You get so full of, of emotion and feeling, because, and it coming from a wrong source, that you won't think there's anything wrong, and so why would you ask for help? Please understand that. I don't know why he wanted us to say that. It, I don't know what's going on, but just be very prayerful of the counterfeit. Amen. Uh, and don't be part of the counterfeit. Amen? Amen. Let's go to 1 Timothy. Let's go back. We, we got to know this, though. I've seen too much of it. It doesn't happen here, but you all have been out there in the, in the churches. Brother Steve, it's been a very long time since I went to a normal church. Matter of fact, if I wasn't speaking at one or helping somebody prepare to speak at one, I think it was 1979, 80. So it's, but I know today they do some things that don't make any sense. Now, issue is this. The counterfeit is the norm. Amen? And so you have to understand, you've got to know what the real is. And you all are going to be in, responsible for sharing that real, with real, with, that real with others. So you can't be victimized by it. Don't get excited about it. I know you're going to walk in places and you're going to feel good. You're going to have a sensation. It won't be a good feeling. It's called a sensation. And, 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 you, and somebody's going to say a little truth. And then that'll, what, draw you in, won't it? Well, they talk about a little, you know, man, you know, I heard, he said the same thing Pastor Shaw said. No, he didn't. All you need is a little bit and some good music. A little bit of some good music will keep most people in a church. And then they want to come up, you come up to the front, and they, they start laying hands on you and push you down. Heal. You ever been in, in those churches? Now, I'm, not, I'm not against the people. I'm talking about this system here. And they push you down, and you, and you got some questionable guy leading the choir, and, 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 and all that music is coming from a strange source. And then the preacher comes up there, and, and he talks for about, what, 10, 15 minutes? Y'all might, and then what, what, what I love about it is you walk up and uh, here's the scripture for the day. You got to read a, a scripture for the day. And that's the last time you hear a scripture. That's called a counterfeit, but it's the norm now. And guess what? Because nobody knows the real. Then nobody says anything. Amen? Please don't fall for that. Where are we going? First Timothy? First Timothy chapter 6. Here's another tool. Be very prayerful about this one. For the love, verse 10, 1 Timothy 6, verse 10. For the love of money is what? Now, who said this? It's the root of all evil. And he said, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith. So, once again, the love of money have seduced you away from where you're supposed to be. You've erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The pursuit of this money 
will have you compromising, won't it? The pursuit of this money will have you not come to church. Most people, a lot of people go to church for pursuit of money. There's a lot of contacts in them buildings. It's a lot of deals. A lot of deals can be cut in the parking lot. It's a, I go to the same church, then you need to do business with me. It's like a fraternity. You know, you're a frat member and, or a sorority member, and that, that has its benefits. You say, well, look, I'm your frat member, you know. Do, if you had a chance, uh, uh, an option, Brother Steve, to, if you're a frat member uh, that, that your brother has a business or this stranger has a business, you're going to try what? You're going to try your frat brother, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's what a lot of churches are built on. I go to this church too. Oh, you do? And, and you do what? Oh, okay, I want to use you. <laughs> so it becomes one big pursuit of money meeting on Sundays. And on Sabbath, I'm not, you know, dismissing anybody. Amen? Amen. So we have to not let this, this, this hope of money seduce us away from the Lord. And we can't let it compromise what God would have us to be. It's really going to be funny when there's no more dollar bills. That's going to be really, I mean, not just your pocket wallet. I'm talking about all over. Uh, uh, and you're going to say, I was, I, I compromised my whole life for these, this paper that don't exist no more. Y'all, y'all do understand that that is coming. You know, you, it's, they won't, some banks won't let you pay your mortgage with cash. No, they just, we don't take that. You have to write a check. You have to have some source of income. I need to know where this came from. It's like when you, when you buy a house. You know, somebody could give you some money, but you can't go to the table with $10,000 in cash. Can you, one? Because they're going to say, hey, where you get this? <laughs> so this is going to happen, and we're going to, like, like wow, we, we sold our souls for stuff that don't even exist anymore. So don't let the love of money, the root of all evil, seduce you away from doing what God would have you to do. That doesn't mean God wants you poor. He doesn't want you broke, okay? So you can relax. But God says, don't let that love do that to you. You're going to be seduced. Be su- don't, no, don't be seduced. Galatians chapter 3. I, no, I don't need to because put something in your head. Oh, I can do that? No, no. Galatians 3. Let's go to Galatians, Galatians 3. He asked a question to Galatians that, we, that, that, that he asked us today. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 1, he asked the same question then that he's asking to us today. He said, in Galatians 3, verse 1, O foolish Galatians, who hath what? So this seduction is what? A spiritual seduction. Who has bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth? Who has put in front of you something so tantalizing that you refuse to obey the truth any longer? Who has done that but the enemy himself? Do we recognize the enemy? He said, before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. He said, we, the brother was saying, he was sharing with him, he said, we have told you what God said. We have shown you what God is and who has bewitched you so you wouldn't believe it. How do we know we don't believe it? Because we didn't practice it. We didn't go by it. We didn't walk after it. When he told us, thus saith the Lord, we said, man, I'm going to do this. God says, please. Don't be seduced because it's witchcraft being played on you and I. We've been bewitched. 
how else do you think, how could it be so, such an effective move that we don't even know we're in the move if, if it hasn't been something on that level? We've been bewitched. We've been tantalized. It's powerful. It's like, it's like the United States government. Who has bewitched them to believe you can spend your way out of debt? No, you can borrow your way out of debt. Does that make sense to you? Let me ask you, if in your house, if you owed $10,000, okay? Yeah, you owe $10,000. You went borrowed $12,000 to pay the $10,000 that you owe. No. Then, now you owe $12,000. So you go buy, you borrow $15,000 to do what? To pay the $12,000. Now, does that sound like that makes any sense? Now, now, in our homes we do it. It's called credit cards. You think, you know, man, I, I got to pay this bill. I'm going to charge it. You know. Did you, did you alleviate the debt? You just moved it and increased it. Right? You transfer, and what's, what, what the, 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 the big trick was in the 90s is what they would do is you had a lot of credit card debt, they would give you a consolidation loan on your home. So it became unsecured debt, became secured debt. That's the best kind of debt for a bank. You know, it's unsecured debt. Yeah, you can go bankrupt on that, you know. <laughs> but that's what the government does. Does that make any sense? Amen. That makes sense to do that, right? No. So, so who has bewitched them to believe that? Or to get us to believe it? Because we think it's okay. Every time they have this big argument about, well, we don't, we don't get this spending bill done, we're going to have to do what? Shut down the government. In other words, if we don't borrow more money, we're going to shut down the government. And you know what we, we do? Because we've been bewitched. Man, y'all better pass that bill. <laughs> Man, I got to get my EBT card now. Right? So they've bewitched us. The devil has bewitched us. We need to make sure we don't get bewitched with the rest of our lives. When he tells us how to worship God, how should we worship God? Not spirit only. Not truth only. But what happens if your denomination is strong in truth? Oh, well, you know, they're doing it, so I guess I'm going to get with the truth. What happens if they're strong in spirit? Then what? The same thing. We're we feeling good and don't know nothing. But God says, I need you to make sure you follow me. Don't be seduced because of convenience. Don't be conduced because of promise prosperity. Don't be seduced by the rudiments of this world. He said, I need you to hang with me, stay with me, so you'll be the real that I need you to be, so the world will have something to compare itself with. There are people out here who have never heard the truth, and we are supposed to be giving this truth. But we're being seduced. Go to 2 Thessalonians. We can't be like this any longer. 2 Thessalonians chapter 8. Not 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, I'm sorry. Boy, you quick with the apps. 
Five, it took you five minutes if you had the pages. <laughs> Hold on, I, I, I'm not seeing eight, no. Uh -uh. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 8. See, this works on certain types of people. And it's working today. And he said, please, don't let my people be seduced. He said, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, let's go to verse 8. He said, and then shall the wicked be revealed. That wicked be revealed. Very important, that wicked. He capitalized wicked, so he's talking about an entity. Amen? Amen. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan and all power and signs and what kind of wonders? So if you're going for signs and wonders, you're in trouble. And with all what? Deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Okay? This works on those who are unrighteous. Now look, let's keep going. The deception works on those who are unrighteous. The deception works on those who don't know the real. Deception works on those who don't stay with the Lord. And then he tells you why. He said, because they receive what? Not the love of the truth. That they might be saved. God says, I've given you the truth, but you didn't love the truth. Therefore, that deception works on you. If you love the truth more than you love yourself, that deception has a little difficulty. But we find ourselves being deceived, let us go back and say, are we loving the truth? The truth has a power. The truth is a shield. The truth will say, no, here and no further. But if you don't love the truth like you love yourself, we will be deceived, won't we? That's the whole thing. It's the satisfaction of ourselves cause us to be deceived. You can't con an honest man. You know that? You know, con man come up to you. Uh, you know, you can get a new five dollars for this and you know that. If you ain't trying to be, I don't need that. How many people come up to you? It, it works on the stock market too. Man, if you just invest five thousand in here, your returns will be two hundred thousand. And you will sit there and convince yourself that that makes sense somehow, some way. The honest man says, No, that's okay, I'm good. But a man who is what? Unrighteous, a man who is under the deception will give you $5,000. And you'll never see that $5,000 again. Everybody wants the quick fix, right? Why? Man, shoot, I need to get out of here. Here, take this. I have seen so many scams and schemes in the name of the Lord when it has something to do with money. Now, if somebody you, you knew was a crook, came to you with the same proposition, what would you tell him? Get thee behind me. Man, you crazy. That ain't, ain't going to work nowhere. But all they have to do is what? Be a seducer. And you already want to be seduced. You got, you got that, that look on your face. <laughs> they call it a, you're an easy mark. They see you a mile away. Oh, yeah, that's a sucker. Let me go get him or get her. Is that true? And then your, your people around you say, no, nah, I ain't with that. Then you get mad at them. Mm -hmm. We get deceived because we don't love the truth. Do you think God wants us deceived? 
But if we love the truth and stay with him, he'll help us. Verse 11 says, And this, for this cause God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not in the truth, but had pleasure. Where? Do you see how the seduction works? It ends up in death, eternal death. Pleasure in unrighteousness. We have to check and make sure, say, God, am I having pleasure in unrighteousness? Am I falling under seduction? Or help me to love the truth. The seduction comes, it comes close to us when, when the thing that we want to do is what we'll probably be seduced easier with. The thing that, 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 that we want to hear is what we'll go after. And all we need is a couple more people to go with us on it. You found that to be true in our lives. We want this to be real so bad that we'll go look for other people who are under the same delusion that they want it to look so bad. They want it so bad. And so we all are deluded. Deluded? Deceived. And he said, you didn't love the truth. The truth was this. You over here. Now what's wonderful about our God is this. He knows where we are. And he loves us anyway. And he said, would you please come back to the truth? The truth will make you free. Lean on the truth. Don't follow the seduction. What's the one thing your, your parents told you? If everybody's doing it, it's wrong. That's what my father told me. I know, he told, I know you all, bro. If everyone's doing it, it's wrong. Is that true? <laughs> but they used to say, if your friends jump off a bridge, you jump off it too? Today, uh-huh. <laughs> I'll be the first one. <laughs> what else? If it's being broadcast universally, it's wrong. It's a deception. If it's on the nightly news, it's a deception. If it's on the commercials during the nightly news, it's a deception. Okay? If some deceptions, the most effective deceptions, come from the pulpit. We've already, we, we talked about this many years ago, how you are instinctly open in a church because you have been trained to say, this is where I find the truth. So you are wide open for whatever comes. So don't you think Satan decided, I'm taking these things over? And you're wide, he can't be lying. He's a pastor. I'm looking for an honest pastor. No, it's not, not quite an oxymoron. <laughs> but it's important to know this. The only thing that's real and true is Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I want to tell you something. Jesus, we talk about this. Jesus has people who work for him. Uh-huh. And the devil has people who work for him in the name of Jesus. How do you know the difference? Love the truth. The truth. Do you know the truth? 
We think we know the truth, don't we? Oh, yeah. We swear we, the Bible is the truth. Mm -hmm. Open it up. Then there's another, another element with the truth. God says, you need his Holy Spirit to rightly divide the word of truth. See, y'all all are, all are of a level that they just can't say anything to y'all. Yeah, you just can't go some church and they just say anything to y'all. Because y'all the people get kicked out of church. You know, say, hold on, man, that, that ain't even nowhere in the Bible. What are y'all doing? And they escort you out the side door. But you're still, we are still on a level that we can be deceived. And so we must stay with God's truth. Hold on to Christ. Because the Holy Spirit indwelling in you, the Holy Spirit will never be deceived. And so if we don't want to be deceived, what do we need? Now, when we go for ourselves, we will be deceived. When we go for a sensation, we will be deceived. If we go for something we want to do, even though we think God told us to do it, and it becomes our all in all, God says, don't ever make something your all in all. Because even when you wanted to do something for the Lord, it can become your idol and you'll get turned aside. He said, make me your all in all. Mm -hmm. Can we handle that? Thank you for taking the time to tune us in today. We pray that you've been blessed by the word. If you would like more of these sermons, please check us out on our YouTube page, download our podcast, and like and share us on Facebook and Twitter. May God bless you today and forevermore.